sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Oh, yeah. It's that time. Welcome in. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 159, The Sports Grid Radio Network. Over the course of the next hour, we're going to get to hang out with my friend Fat Jack Ross from Fat Jack Sports. He'll be a first-time guest here on Cover It with Teddy Covers, so we'll hear about how Jack got started in the business, how he's doing in the business, and you know what we're going to do. We're going to break down a single football game. But it's a big one <laughs> next Sunday. So we'll talk about the Super Bowl opener, where it moved. We're going to talk about uh, the things that have worked in previous Super Bowls. We're going to talk about um, what we're doing on Super Bowl Sunday, some betting memories, maybe a little props breakdown if we get a chance as well. So in-depth discussion with Fat Jack Ross talking the big game. First, I want to talk about the Super Bowl opener and the early money that's coming. Now know this, before we even get started. There's uh, two weeks of hype for one game. I get it. <laughs> it's a little bit much. <laughs> and after doing this, again, for this is my 25th Super Bowl here in Las Vegas. So doing this as many years as I have, yeah, you get a little bit jaded. Nonetheless, I fully recognize this is Christmas for sports bettors. It's a chance to celebrate what we do. It is legitimately a national holiday for betters. <laughs> it is. You know, this is our time to shine. And it's okay to have a fun better too. It's okay to have an action better too. But <laughs> certainly, you don't want to take a league in which you've been risking a unit or two units on a wager. And then all of a sudden, you look down and you're at Super Bowl. You're like, wow, I got 22 units in to play today. That's a little bit much. It's okay to have some action. It's okay to have some fun. Keep your unit sizes small. That's the one thing I'm going to say, especially if you want to pepper the board with some of these exotic wagers on what is a national betting holiday. This is us. It's Christmas. It's Christmas week. That being said, let's talk about the opener and where the money has come. Obviously, there's a lot of buzz in the sports betting media. Where's the opener? What's the true opener? Look, I track five books. I track books here in Vegas. I track books in the global world. I track books that... Uh, um, are market leaders back east. Different books offer different prices at the opener. Circa opened Kansas City minus two and a half. There are other books that opened Philly as the favorite. They all opened within, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of one another after the championship games. And the betters, at least the initial betters, decided where the line should be. So the early money poured in on Philadelphia. Why the early money pouring on Philly? Real simple. The markets were concerned about the Kansas City injury report. When you have an injured quarterback and a bunch of injured receivers and your, your uh, uh, game is based on your quarterback and your receivers, not surprised at the money. It's almost knee-jerk money that came in on Philadelphia right off the opener. And we saw, again, from as high as KC minus 2.5 to as high as Philadelphia minus 2.5 right then on Sunday night slash Monday morning. But... <laughs> After the initial deluge of Philadelphia money, we've seen some buyback on Kansas City. And now the line has settled in. The minus one and a half range. 
Be careful when talking about openers. Boy, I see so many mainstream media personalities that talk about sports. Kind of get this one wrong. <laughs> the line opened, you can call whatever you want. The line on Monday morning, when you have a whole bunch of different books setting different numbers, the numbers, I'll call the opener what Sunday night number was or Monday, Monday morning number was, not what any one individual book had. We can call the opener here one and a half. You know, again, it got bet up, it got bet back down. One and a half the prevailing number. We'll see what the money does. Because let's not forget, you're listening to this station. You're listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, however you're consuming, cover it with Teddy Covers. You're a sports better. Okay? You take this seriously on one level or another. The vast majority of the action that comes in on Super Bowl, for the Super Bowl, and when I say vast majority, I'm talking about 90% of the money according to sportsbook directors here in Las Vegas. 90% of the money comes in the last 72 hours. You know, Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday before kickoff. 72 hours before kickoff is when all the real action. So all this early money, that's the wise guys. Know that. <laughs> uh, so the wise guys came in on Philly early. There was some buyback, and now we've seen some KC money. Where does the line close? It might close back at pickup, for all I know. Um, but I, I do think Philadelphia is going to close the favorite. Short favorite in the range that we're seeing right now. When it comes to the total, total opened anywhere from 49.5 to 51. The early money, the very early money, came for the under. Again, after that 5 0 start to the over on wild card weekend, NFL playoffs are 7 0 to the under the last seven games, the last two weekends, and then the, the, that one game where Marr missed all the extra points and it stayed under by a hook. Uh, that's what started it. And then the final two weekends, all unders, all unders. So I wasn't surprised that the initial move came to the under for the total. All that being said, we haven't seen that kind of, that, that, that move didn't take a hold as well. You know the casual fans are going to come in and want to bet overs. We've seen already some buyback on that early under money. And we're going to see, what, 49 and a half, 50 of the total, uh, I think, throughout the course uh, of the week. So there's my take on the opener. What we can expect to see this coming week in terms of action and what you need to know before next weekend hits. Remember, once the public starts getting in, that's when you want to be playing your contrarian plays, your unders and some of these props. But right now, play the overs. Knock yourself out. Fat Jack Ross when we come back. Cover it continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on SiriusXM Channel 159, the SportsGrid radio network. And when it comes to this time of the year, Super Bowl time, I've... I wanted some fresh voices. Guys I haven't had on the show in the past. Had one yesterday. Had one today. We got one uh, next week as well. I wanted some unique voices. And when it comes to unique voices in the sports betting world, our guest today, Fat Jack Ross, let's just say he has a unique voice. Uh, Jack, a former stand Though, there's another guy that used to do, uh, I mean, I, I, would you ever do stand-up? Jimmy the Bag has come on the show and done stand uh, He's someone that did stand-up. Did you ever do that, Jack? Because you're a funny guy. You, you can drop no. the one-liners as well as anyone. Has that the, been part of your uh, your history? 
It is not. You know, it's funny. Is I just my personality is what it is, but I've not done anything professionally. If I did, I'd probably just get up, and start taking my clothes off until somebody told me to get off stage. So um, I I haven't done that. Kind of taught my daughter to do that a little bit. She was a heavy set kid, so we made some fat jokes in middle school, but uh, that didn't go that well. But besides that, no, it's just uh, this is kind of what you see is what you get with me, Teddy. Thanks for having me, though. The pleasure's all mine. Now, with every, and I'll tell you when I first heard of you, because you've been doing this for a long time now, and you came across my radar. You were in a contest here in Vegas. You were going up a friend of mine. You were going up against a friend. I think you were up against Brian Leonard that night. Maybe was it the Golden Nugget? I don't even remember what contest it was. Uh, I think it was the Golden Nugget, the football Friday ones, and you were up against Brian Leonard, and all we were all I was doing was rooting against you because I didn't know you. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if you won or lost, but I remember not. An instant, like, all right, I'm not rooting for this guy. <laughs> I'm rooting for my buddy. But that's when you came on my radar screen. Um, with any first-time guest, I like to give, like, I call it the superhero origin story. You know, who is Fat Jack Ross, and why should anyone give two hoots about what you have to say about sports betting uh, or the Super Bowl, <laughs> sports betting in general, the Super Bowl in particular. Uh, give a little superhero origin story for us. Yeah, first of those contests, that, I was, that was back in the day. I've been doing this for 26 years, and I was a jackass 26 years ago. And so absolutely, I was probably an idiot on the air as well. I, I did really well in them. I, I had the overall best round. I think I did two of them back in the day and got went runner-up in one, and then I think I finished third or something, made the semifinals in the other one. But though, that's kind of how I got into the national scene a little bit. But I started back actually in, of all places, Oklahoma. I mean, you unbuckle the Bible belt, and there was Fat Jack standing there playing golf on a, a country club with a bunch of guys on radio stations. And I kind of got a reputation for being good at betting on sports. Started like everybody else. I had a, you know, I was a $50, $100 player, and I owned a real estate investment company and had about 250 pieces of rental property, a couple of mobile home parks, and played golf at the same country club with guys that owned radio stations. And they would hear me fighting with bookies about trying to get paid. Now, again, this is 25 years ago. And so I would, they would owe me money, and I had watched a bunch of The Sopranos. And so I was screaming and yelling at bookies, and they're like, well, get you part of it now. Get you. And it became this, comp, this joke every weekend. So they, they approached me because they had, quote, unquote, handicappers on these shows. That, and you know, you know the story, Teddy. I mean, it's guys that are, are shady. And, um, you know, they give one side to one guy, the other side, call this 800 number for a free, free pick of the day, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And they said, listen, Jack, we, we get lots of abuse. We guys call on our radio station saying these guys are lying. They're not telling truth. All we think you could come on and just talk about the games like you do with us, give everybody the, the pitch, sell everybody. We think there's a market here for you. And that was kind of my introduction into this world of handicapping, you know, kind of transferred over from a gambler to somebody that was thinking about actually selling plays or, or being part of the world that helped other people win. Uh, it was kind of by accident. The world kind of found me. And that was 25, 26 years ago. I went on one radio station in the Midwest. Well, my approach was basically sign up. You, how long you sign up to pay on how long your, your client week costs you more than it does for a year, and then you're going to get the exact games I play. So it was really that simple in the beginning, and it's kind of just grown from there. As you know, the, the market certainly changed over the last 25 years. Yeah, sure has. But uh, that you know, that golf, golfing with the radio guys, superhero origin story. That's kind of a fun one. You know, I got my start. I was a, I used to manage a sports bar in Ann Arbor. Right after graduation, I had no idea what I was going to do. I got a job uh, attending bar there, and in six months, every manager got fired, and all of a sudden, I was running the joint. 
Uh, and uh, and lo and behold, people were coming in at like you know 11 o'clock at night on a Tuesday. Back in the day with the old satellite dishes, they asked me to put on some Sacramento Kings game. I'm like, why do you want to watch this? He's like, we got action on it. Um, and that's how I started betting. It was after I didn't have any betting experience growing up. I didn't really have any experience in college. It was after I graduated. So I was kind of late to the party when it comes to my superhero origin story. But yeah, I got started as a, uh, as a restaurant slash bar manager watching other people lose money. <laughs> yeah, I think we always start in the bars, right, Teddy? I mean, I, when I was, the fast jacket, the name came from, I, I worked at this sports bar in Oklahoma City where I, I just finished college and, and I weighed about 290 pounds. And we had this deal called the Fat Jack Futurity Dash for Cash. And people come in on Monday nights and they would get to enter on why they think they should be able to race me on foot in the parking lot for a $500 gift card to the restaurant. And so they would race me 40 yards in the parking lot. We'd pick somebody out of the hat, and I would get one inch per pound head start that I outweighed them by. <laughs> and so we'd go out there, and it was basically a Muhammad Ali deal. I was wearing sequins, and I had a cape on. We're throwing roses to the crowd, and everybody would empty out. We'd weigh in, and so we had this big thing. And that was where the fat jack came from. I lost one time in three years. Uh, because people don't realize in 40 yards, I, I was a fast, fast athlete. I, I you know, decided to play football in college and, and could get down there. And when you're on street shoes in a parking lot and you've been drinking the whole first half of the game because you're going to beat this fat guy at a foot race for $500, it's hard to make up three feet or four feet on a 40-yard dash. So that's, we all started in the bar at some level, right? <laughs> so you've been doing national TV uh, this past year. You and I have been doing a show together called Beat the Odds. Uh, check your local listings uh, for uh, showtimes. It's available at all local markets uh, throughout the country. Talk about the show. How'd you get the uh, How'd you get the gig? Uh, how's it going? Have you enjoyed doing it? And uh, what are, what what are betters get if they watch yeah. your uh, TV show? Beat the odds. Yeah, it's been great, Teddy. I mean, you're uh, I, I don't have a lot of faith, but you're on there with me. It's it's been. Uh, really insightful getting to know you. I've really enjoyed that part of it. Uh, to, how I got uh, how I got involved in it, they, they contacted me like two years ago and called me up, and they had uh, the, the people who were putting on the station with uh, um, for the show, they had decided they wanted to do a sports gambling show that was going to appeal to not only people that didn't gamble at all, all the way up to people that were you know trying to do it a lot or trying to make money from it. And they wanted an entertainment value in there. And so they called me and said, hey, we, we got your name from people in the business or, you know, in the uh, radio business. And we, we would like you to, uh, to be in this show. And then we did a pilot about a year and a half ago or so. And, and, and then that, it kind of evolved from there. So it's been about a two-year process. And I'll tell you, Teddy, I was so pleasantly surprised when you ended up getting the gig because the other guy or two that I, I, I probably would have beat them up. I mean, I don't know that I would have got along with you at all. You're, you're a great guy. I mean, no offense, but I just, I, my personality doesn't go with everybody. You know, it's just, it's, so it really made it a real easy thing because you're, you're professional, you're good at your job and all that. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and, and frankly, you're good at this. So uh, that's been a lot of fun, but it's been about two, two and a half year process to get the TV show going. Yeah, and I have, honestly, I have no idea who I was in contention against to, uh, to get the gig, but you live in Oklahoma. You tape a TV show in Vegas every week. We got about a little bit less than a minute before the break. Uh, aren't you exhausted right now? You've been flying back and forth all football season. Yes, I am exhausted. I am exhausted, and I prefer to be in Florida. I mean, we have a boat in Florida. I prefer to be down there, sitting there, hanging out with manatees. Uh, but yes, I, this has been a long, 
uh, grind. I'm either going to have to decide to move more of my life to Las Vegas, at least during football season. I'm there a lot anyway, but with the expansion of sports gambling, I can do it from anywhere. So it's been New York some and Chicago, Illinois some and uh, Mississippi some all over. And it does it. It's not the same as every single week having to go to Vegas. So I've loved the process, loved everything about it. But you, to answer your question, yes, I'm absolutely tired and ready, ready to take a deep breath after the big game coming up a week to Sunday. Sure, exactly. I, I, I don't blame you. I couldn't imagine trying to commute uh, back and forth in the midst of all that we do, but you've done it all season. I give you all the credit for that. We're just getting started with Fact Jack Ross. We're going to talk side. We're going to talk total. We're going to talk props. We're going to talk betting memories. We're going to talk worries, watching, and why. Stay tuned. Cover it with Teddy Covers continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're on your TV. We're on your radio. We're on your phone. Go to Twitter and give us a follow. At SportsGrid. At SportsGrid Radio. At SportsGrid TV. And stay on the grid everywhere you go. Again, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at SportsGrid TV. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. You can follow today's guest, Jack Ross, on Twitter at Fat Jack Sports. We're doing a little bit at the intro, talking about how you got into the business, talk about the TV show. Enough with that. We have a huge game. And no, I'm not talking about the Senior Bowl that just got played yesterday. I'm talking about the biggest game of them all. The one with all the TV ratings. The one that every football player wants to be playing in. That, of course, is the Super Bowl. What do you do for Super Bowl? Where do you watch it? Why do you watch it there? And are you betting in-game or do you have all your action before kickoff? Yeah, the last couple years I've been spoiled. Because I've had preseason tickets that have, have been set to pay a ton of money. I had uh, the Rams a couple of years ago at, I think, 22 to 1. I had I had Philadelphia for a couple thousand dollars at 25 to 1. So I've been a little bit spoiled in having this kind of free roll going into the big game. As far as where, you know, I, when I started this service, I thought, what's going to make me different? And I had this deal where I said, okay, I'll either, if you sign up for the year, I'm going to win you money. If I don't win you money, I take you and a guest to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl for free. This has been literally 25 years ago. And I, I lost two of those years and had to take a bunch of people to the Super Bowl. I, I pushed most of them toward a basketball package if I possibly could. But ended up that, – that's kind of – you know, it makes sense, right? It's all about dollars and cents. But I ended up losing twice. But So I, I started this deal where I was going every single year. So now it's kind of pared down to some radio hosts and some friends, people that helped me uh, with the service and stuff. So always watch it from a party or from a restaurant or something. We've been to parties everywhere from Green Valley Ranch to the Red Rock to all over the Strip. Um, the first one was that New York, New York, they had ESPN zone. Actually, MC Hammer was there. Got to meet him one time. So that was kind of fun. But uh, always spend it in Vegas. And this year, from a gambling standpoint, like last year, I'm kind of free rolling. So uh, the, the bad part about that is, Tay, I know we're going to talk about the game, but it's really hard for the ego itself doesn't really let you flip over because I would feel like such a loser. You know, if I pick, we picked the winner in, in August, bet, bet a couple thousand, going to make basically a small import on it. And then all here right at the end, I'm like, oh, well, I was wrong back in August. You know, so I'm going to go ahead and flip over and play Kansas City. So it does kind of mess with you from a side standpoint when you've got this big bet because you're like, gosh, I, I thought this in August. It's really hard to change and pivot here now with one game to go. But 
you know, knock on wood, that's, that's been the nicest way you can imagine to celebrate the game is to have these preseason tickets that are paying off. Well, sure. If you got uh, two dimes on Philly at uh, 25 to 1, that's a 59 payout. And if you made a couple of bets, uh, you know, all right, it's a 48 dime payout or a 46 dime payout. It's still worth winning. But uh, now, will you do anything in game? I mean, you talk about you don't know, you don't feel like you don't want to hedge against it. Once kickoff starts, are you going to be betting or are you going to be just, you know, uh, let's enjoy ourselves, have a couple of drinks and. I mean, and no, make uh, no mistake. How do you I approach will, Super Bowl Sunday? Yeah, I will hedge back for sure. I did that last year. I had I, I played Cincinnati plus the four and a half, and actually it was a sweeper. I will talk about those historical tendencies. I know you guys were leading up to the game, but very rarely does a team win that doesn't cover. And so last year was kind of that that outlier, and it ended up being really good for me because I had Rams straight up at Cincinnati plus the points just to hedge back, not necessarily liking Cincinnati, but for the hedge. I will hedge back probably twenty k this year. And, and I'll play a bunch of props. I'm like you. That's, you know, in the expansion of sports gambling, Teddy, I know you know this. We talked about it. But there's so many prop bets now that there are some soft lines and ways to make money. I've enjoyed that part of it as, as much as the game. To answer your question, in game, very, very little. I have to be nice to people I'm with. And so I'm not really, once the game starts, I'm not paying as much attention to the actual game as I probably should. I'm kind of glad-handing and stuff. And so I, during this particular game, very little in-game, but lots and lots of prop bets that have you know, been pretty profitable over the last you know, seven to eight years for sure. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you on that in terms of the Super Bowl. I don't do a lot of in-game betting in Super Bowl because it's not a game you're watching like a hawk. You're always watching with people. You're always laughing. You're not the games where I like to get involved with significant in-game wagers. <laughs> Are games that I'm watching like a hawk, and the Super Bowl just isn't that way, you know. Um, so, the yeah. majority, the vast majority of my action will be placed before kickoff. So, how was your NFL regular season? Did you have a good year? Did you have a good playoffs? Did you have a good championship weekend? Uh, talk to me about what lessons you might have learned this year. Yeah, betting this, this year's been a league. Yeah, it's been a really good year, and and not every year's like that. You know, the NFL is very tough. I mean, it's tight lines. Um, I finished in the top hundred of the Westgate Superbook contest, and so that went really well. Fifty four points, I believe, and I think sixty one. So did really well in that. Uh, didn't have a lot, any any five and O's, which is odd. I mean, you, it's hard to so consistently week in and week out. I had one, one, and four, and then the rest of the time did pretty well. So overall, that was a good representation of how my year went. It was very consistent, a lot of small winning weeks, not a lot of, you know, break the bank. Now, we'll tell you, since we turned to 2023, it's been one of those stretches, Teddy, and I've talked about this with you before, but it, it just I've been getting lucky and good. You know, those are the best runs. I mean, you're literally Kenny Rogers. I mean, you're just walking down the strip, you know, <laughs> swinging the gold chains. I mean, life cannot be any better. You know everything about everything. matter of fact, every one of those people from around the country converge on Las Vegas coming up next weekend. Everybody's the professional sports better. They all have very strong opinions. But right now it's been that combination of really good players, really good picks, along with some luck. You know, I had the – um, you know, the Baltimore game that went over where they were with Cincinnati, where they got it on the goal line, ran it all the way back and scored. Well, I had over in that game. That put the total over. So some of those lucky things, I played against San Francisco when Purdy goes out. So that was obviously an easy one. Uh, so it's, it, there's nothing better in sports gambling, as you know, than when you're hot and you're lucky. And so that's kind of when, since we turned to 2023, that's kind of been the story. But overall, the NFL year has been very, very good. Very, very profitable. And I, you know, if I could bottle this and do it every single year, that would be, I would certainly take it. 
Well, I wish I'd have bet your place this NFL season. Uh, I did not have, uh, I have not had a great year, uh, which is frustrating for me. I put a ton of time uh, into the NFL, but that's the nature, obviously, of what we do. You talk about that when you're hot and you're running good at the same time. You're seeing things clearly you're running good at the same time. We're about to talk about some Super Bowl memories, and I'm going to remember Arizona-Pittsburgh. I was so hot. That, the stretch run that year, I, I couldn't lose. I mean, it really was one of the best runs that I've ever had ever. And the playoffs, either I was right or I was lucky again and again. And that Super Bowl, I had Arizona plus the points, and I had a lot of confidence. I bet it, and I bet it several times. And remember that, uh, I don't know if you remember the the James Harrison, was it a fumble return touchdown or interception return touchdown right before halftime? Yeah. That that killed my first half bet. And uh, I was so confident that Arizona was going to come back and make a game in the second half, I loaded up more at halftime. Uh, which is something I rarely do. But when you have that stretch where you're seeing it clearly and the breaks are going in your favor and Super Bowl rolls around, sometimes you end up with some pretty big bats. And I had a, I had a little bit too much liability on the Cardinals in that game. Nonetheless, like Cincinnati last year, they didn't win the game, but they covered the point spread. And that was all that I needed. Give me a Super Bowl betting memory or two, a game that stands out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how you, you, you're running well, you're dialed in, and sometimes the gambling gods kick in the privates. I mean, you're like, things are going great, then all of a sudden, now they're not going great. So those, those sure. are the uh, the reality checks. Uh, the, the couple of them, you know, Teddy, I, I, I it's added because I have these people that I, I now entertain or whatever, if you want to call it that. But there's like 20, 25 people, so you got to kind of sit them. We're around a table or whatever, and they're all looking at me like Jack Art, who – who do we have this week? And these are not gamblers necessarily. They're radio hosts, they're uh, TV, the producers, those type guys. And so they will bet way above their heads on whatever I say, which is never – it's a horrible idea. And I say, don't go crazy. Here's what's going on. But I, we were all on Air Atlanta when they played Tom Brady, and Tom Brady came all the way back in the second half and, and got yeah. it done. And you could kind of – you could kind of see that thing unfolding in slow motion. I mean, like eight things had to happen for them to get there. But by that point, I, you could just tell that Brady was going to bring them all the way back. And it went I didn't. No, I disagree. I'm watching, again, I, I was watching a party, okay? And I, too, had Atlanta. I had Atlanta large. I had Atlanta money line. I had Atlanta alternate line, minus three and a half, minus seven and a half, minus ten and a half, minus fourteen and a half. I was feeling so good in that game. <laughs> and yeah. my wife, and, I'm, and so I'm obviously not going to win all of them by the end. New England's coming back, but I'm watching with the wife. I'm like, sweetheart, relax. They got to get two touchdowns and two two point conversions. And look, we're already in field goal range. And the two touchdowns, two points, it's only going to set it to overtime. Then those of them win by a field goal will be fine on OT. I didn't see that comeback coming. No. I need to be your part. Of all the bad beats, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> That's the worst one. <laughs> I, I needed to be at your party because at my party, I was saying, they're going to get it in overtime. They're going to go for two, and we're going to lose late. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to come to my party when it turns south, for sure. So that, that was the thing. That would have been, I, I was on uh, New England when they had the interception against Seattle, and they probably should have run the ball down on the goal line uh, to save the win there. So I have a, a little bit of both, but the one that sticks out, certainly that. You know, Brady is a goat. He, the guy's incredible, and that was just an example of his greatness that ended up uh, costing me. When he, we retired this last week, Teddy, I, there's nobody who was saying, thank God, more than me. I mean, I was super excited because you don't like betting on him. You don't like betting against him. 
No, no, I, I went back and checked. I have a, my track record in non-Tom Brady Super Bowls in, since I've been in Vegas is 69%. I've been winning them pretty good. The Brady <laughs> Super Bowls, I won the first three Brady Super Bowls. The record over the last seven, not nearly uh, as good. Uh, very unfortunate uh, in that regard. But all I know is that Atlanta, New England, that's the one that's going to stick in my head. Of course, you were on the right side uh, of the Seattle-New England one. I was on the wrong side of that. And right before the last drive, right before the last drive, I made a big in-game bet on the Seahawks. I thought they were going to go down and win the game. And they were. Except should've. for that. Yeah, so, should have won it. Hey, incredible yeah. play on the defensive end. More with Fat Jack Ross. Coverage continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I brought Fat Jack Ross on today, not just because he's had a good football season, and not just because I've been doing TV with him all year, but because the guy has a... He's going to win fifty grand if the Eagles win a uh, $2,000 bet at 25-1. to 1. Uh, And I thought, well, it was interesting to talk about. How does that change your approach to the big game? You said you have a hard time betting against yourself with that type of wager. From a client standpoint, is, it, is the decision already made? It's got to be Philly? Or was there some thought here that uh, you said you're personally going to hedge? Was some thought here that maybe Casey might be the right side? Yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm 100% transparent with my clients as well, and all of them received this information in August. Now, of course, not everybody bet it, and I have clients that sign up all year. So, but there's been a whole big paragraph. I'm sure they love that. You know, you send an email with a paragraph. They're like, "What am I doing here?" But it, it kind of explains what happened if you bet the bet preseason. Then what I recommend you doing, and basically, the long and the short of it is, is I, I think this is a toss-up game for sure. I, I could see either team winning. Last week and this week, both. Uh, team make the fewest mistakes was going to win, so it's not the situation where I I am a big I'm kind of a sissy, uh, Teddy. I'll hedge. I'm not afraid to hedge. So if I've got 50k coming, I'm going to probably hedge back at least 10, maybe up to 20 the other way, guaranteeing myself you know at least a, a few nice dinners going forward into February. And so I, I kind of encourage the same thing in the email. I say, listen, I, I like Philly. I think they're the right side. But if you place that bet preseason, I recommend four to six times that wager on Kansas City, and then I'm going to play the total as well. So you, I, I like the prop bets. We're going to get into that, I know. And, um, that's definitely a, a way to make money this week. And then I do like the total as well. But to answer your question, this is a toss-up game. I think you have you can make a great argument for either team. And obviously Mahomes' ankle is a big part of that, how, how, much, how far back he comes, making sure he doesn't get a hit on that thing. Um, and really there's a, there's a room for pause when you look at Philly on how easy their path has been, not only in the playoffs, but this team hasn't played away from home since Christmas. They really haven't played a lot of really good offenses, and the good offenses they played, they've given up a bunch of points more times than not. So I think that the matchup itself, the NFL is undefeated for a reason. I mean, they get it right a lot. And this particular year when you've got both these number one seeds that earned the right to get the bye, and now they're playing in the big game, anybody tells you they know exactly what's going to happen in this thing is very, a lot more optimistic than I am for sure because I can see it going either way. You know, so certainly, the, I mean, there, there are two arguments with the Philadelphia hasn't played anyone. The team that had the easiest postseason path in NFL history, at least that I'm familiar with, it's the 1991 Washington Redskins. They faced Atlanta with Chris Miller at QB in the 
first uh, they had a bye and they faced Atlanta in the, in the in the divisional round game, and then they had a Lions team that had just won their first playoff game in 40 years going on the road. That game was over in the first quarter. The Philadelphia against the, the or sorry, uh, the, the 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 game of Washington against uh, the Lions. It was literally it was a, it was a blowout by halftime. It was in uh, so and that was Eric Kramer. Uh, as the quarterback uh, for the Lions. The reason that uh, you haven't heard of Chris Miller or Eric Kramer if you're under 50 years old is because neither guy really did anything. <laughs> uh, uh, they weren't star QB. So certainly that. And then, of course, they went in the Super Bowl and had enjoyed a blowout win. You're going to only play the teams that you have on the schedule. They're not going to say, oh, you haven't played. So criticizing Philly just because their schedule is relatively weak compared to Kansas City doesn't tell you that Philly isn't good or isn't really good or isn't capable of winning the game. But this is my question for you, Jack. When it comes to Super Bowl experience, I know that Philadelphia played there, uh, was it four years ago? That was a really different team, a different coach, a different quarterback, uh, and the roster's been remade since then. It's not an Eagles team that has a ton of guys back from their previous Super Bowl trip when they beat New England. Whereas Kansas City, they've been in this game repeatedly. In recent years, Andy Reid certainly has been there a whole bunch of times. How much does experience matter? Does it matter, or is experience really overrated? Again, Philly was the inexperienced team when they played New England, and they beat them up pretty good. Uh, what's your take on experience, Super Bowl experience, when it comes to betting the big game? Yeah, I think it's the personality of the team. I mean, some teams, I think, probably need a little more experience and need to be in that environment, and other ones yeah, this the this Philly team is about, just like their head coach. He's he's the new honey badger. I mean, this dude does not give a crap. I mean, he probably needs medication. I mean, the guy's literally a little off-centered, perfect for Philly, and they they believe they are the biggest dog walking into the bar every single time they go out. So I'm not sure they need the experience. Now I will tell you, the one coach and one team I would not want to play, especially from an experience standpoint, is an Andy Reid coach Kansas City team because. This dude has done an incredible job of evolving his coaching style from his days in Philadelphia to where he not only has adapted to his talent, but his imagination within game planning has evolved so much that that would, that would really worry me if I was Philadelphia. I don't think Philadelphia's planning on doing anything different than what they've been doing. This team's been positively reinforced. And my, my lack of competition goes back much further than the playoffs. I mean, the playoffs, you, you're right. You only get who's in front of you. You've earned the right to be the number one seed. Can't help that a quarterback goes out, all those things. But when they play good defenses all year, Green Bay, Dallas, Detroit, they give up 33, 40, 35 points. So the better, the only two that they really held down were Minnesota and Jacksonville. This team, from a defensive standpoint, that's been the second-best defense in the league for, the, for most of the year, has given up some points when they played at least competent quarterbacks surrounded by good skill position players. So that's really my concern if I'm if I really, really like Philly. And the fact they are playing Mahomes and company that you're right. I mean this is not their blood pressure is not going to be up near as much as these Philly players because they are used to this environment. They are certainly more battle tested and, and they've really had to earn it going through the playoffs as well. Let's talk about the total. We're looking at uh, you know uh, initially the line opened anywhere between forty nine and a half and fifty one the first move came down. Now we're seeing the move come back up. I'm seeing 50 and a half, let's call, uh, the prevailing number as we speak. What do you do with the total? Eagles versus Chiefs. 
Yeah, I, I, I've been really, really consistent, and I think I'm on to something here with Kansas City. And I, we, we talked we talked about it on the TV show, and I've talked about this for literally a couple of months. When Kansas City plays decent to bad defenses, they go under the total almost exclusively. All right, they control the game, game uh, the pace of play with their offense. They don't open up Mahomes to as many uh, possible mistakes, and they play a more conservative brand of football. When they play really good defenses, San Francisco, Denver twice, those type teams, they open up the offense. There's more imagination. They throw it down the field on first and second down to keep that great defense off balance, and those totals predominantly go over. I think this is more the same. I think Philadelphia had better be ready for trick plays early, um, definitely uh, throwing more on first down, down the field, uh, misdirection plays, things to keep that front four off balance. So I really, I hate playing over and hate playing favorites in general. I mean, it's just kind of built into you as a handicapper. And I certainly don't like overs in the Super Bowl, but I was – uh, happy with the total coming so high because if it had come 46, 45, 46, I think that's really the number. The line setter said, "Hey, there's not going to be as much offense from what they're they're looking at." I think because it's up to 50, it gives you a reason as the general public funnels into town this next week to play under the total. I think this game goes over. I don't like doing that in big games. There's a lot of things that can take totals under, but I like over the total today. Are you worried at all about the KC injury report? And obviously, they left. Uh, their last game against Cincinnati with a banged-up quarterback and his top three receivers all banged up as well. Uh, are you concerned uh, about uh, Casey's ability to stretch the field and throw downfield, or is the in- you know two weeks in the-, the injury report for Casey a little bit too hyped right here? I mean, it is what it is. What it is. You have to be a little bit concerned about it, right? I mean, anytime. It, it, but if you say that with any of them, you say, oh, well, Jalen Hurts gets hit in the shoulders first play, they're not going over either. You know what I mean? Or Patrick Mahomes gets rolled up in the first quarter, they're going to have trouble getting it over if, if the backup has to come in the game. So, I, and the receiver, the receiver um, injuries also gives me a moment for pause. But they've been able to figure out a way to spread the ball around. And I've seen a more conservative game plan you know, in the playoffs because they played below average defenses. So I think they're going to open it up. I think they're going to get it down the field some. And I do think that they're going to score points. And I think it'd be one of those. We know Philadelphia can score as well. Both of these offenses can go. They can both score points if need be. So even a, uh, you know, just a turnover here and a short field, something like that, that gets the game a little bit lopsided for part of the game also is going to uh, lean toward the over. So I, I do think, you know, Kansas State's been very consistent in getting games over the total against good defense. This is one of the better defenses they've played all year. We've got just a few minutes left with Fat Jack Ross. And Jack, before we let you go, we got to talk props, at least for a few moments. The market is still maturing in that regard. Are there any props that you bet every year? that you're looking to bet against this year, or are there any specific props you're looking to target here in the 2023 Super Bowl 57? Yeah, you know, I, I am more of a, I, I think of one thing that I think is going to happen or my wherever I work up, and I say, okay, if I think the total is going to go over, which I do, then I think that the, I believe there's going to be more red zone execution, there's going to be longer pass plays, there's going to be more offensive exploding uh, explosions. So I'm going to, I would go under on field goal attempts under on made field goals, um, those type things. Um, over on Kelsey's receptions, he's been six and a half the last two games, blew over it a couple of games ago, and then got over it this last time as well. But they're big players. I think they're going to execute offensively, Kansas City, that is. So I would go over with receptions, over with quarterback yards most of the time, although I don't typically lean toward that. But that's kind of how I do it. I look, if I like under, then I'm going to, 
think that's going to be red zone execution not being as good. So I'm going to go more uh, more field goal attempts, more field goals made, uh, those type things. So there's not one thing every year, although I did take that little nugget about the, the opening kickoff. Both these kickers have big legs. Uh, but you taught me that, Teddy. You're, you know, you're a wealth of information, and uh, the the uh, the ball that they used to kick off the uh, the opening kickoff that that I, uh, there's some merit to that. It didn't work last year. I'm not sure it's going to work this year, but it's worth the flyer for me. They're plus two twenty five or so for it not to be a touchback on the opening kickoff. You know what? If it's that, or I'm going to bet heads or tails. Let's fire up the kickoff and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather I, the kickoff. There might be an edge to it because the, the adrenaline flows. We've seen that opening kickoff go for a touchback. It had been, I think, five or six straight years prior to last season. Last season, it got a lot of betting hype. (laughs) And people were paying attention. All of a sudden, it didn't. But in general, in recent years, betting the first kickoff to be a touchback, that's why it's priced at more than minus 200. Fat Jack Ross, give us a bettable opinion for the Super Bowl. I don't care. Side, total, props, coin toss. Let me know. And tell people how they can find you. Over. Over the total. I think that's the, the, the best play that I've got in this game. Um, I would also do the opposite of whatever I say on the length of the national anthem. I think I'm like 0-7 national anthem timing. If you're going to be, if you're that big of a degenerate, going to go offshore with that. I cannot figure out how long these people are going to sing. Uh, but for all the prop bets and the predictive final score of the game, best bets, just go to fatjacksports.com. It's very simple. I bet the games, and then I text those out and email them, and then they're posted and documented under the results tab. It's really that simple. Uh, that's my business model. So you're going to get exactly the games I'm playing uh, with basketball, certainly with the game. Uh, big, big game coming up. Easy to get logged, logged down in all of the different ways to bet. I think it's, it's important this time of year to have somebody on your side that can, can get through all the fog, get through all the smoke, and get you into some things that will turn a profit, and hopefully we'll be able to do that again this year, and you and I will both have very, very good Sundays. Uh, I'll root for a very good Sunday. we got 30 seconds. Give me one team right now that you're thinking about targeting for a future bowl uh, future next year, being that you hit the one last year and the one this year. Give me a long shot. Yeah, you know what? I can't say Dallas or I'll have more gray hairs by the time we get to that point in the season. So I'll lean toward the Giants. I think they're a team that's, that's ready to kind of evolve into that next phase. Now that they've made the playoffs, they see what it takes to get there. Giants has a potential Super Bowl future for 2024. Great stuff with Fat Jack Ross. I got a bettable opinion for you. Stay tuned. Coverage continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we're here in the home stretch of Cover It with Teddy Covers. Um, If you missed any portion of today's program, if you want to listen to yesterday's show, college the basketball and NBA show with Brian Power, if you want to listen to last week's show, last month's show, my Super Bowl show from last year, download the podcast version. You can download and consume at your convenience. Wherever you download your podcast, major podcast outlets, minor podcast outlets, doesn't matter. Just search Cover It or Cover It with Teddy Covers. Download and consume at your convenience. And best of all, you'll get the ding Every time the new shows get posted for the next weekend. So I encourage you, download and consume. Cover it with Teddy Covers. Available podcast style as well as right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Here's a prop that I am targeting this year for the big game. Will there be a scoreless quarter? It's happened four times in the last 12 years. It's actually happened four times in the last seven years that there's been a scoreless quarter, and you get a big plus price on it. There was one fourth quarter, and there was three first quarters that didn't have any points in recent Super Bowls. I'm not expecting that in 2023. I do not think we're going to see a scoreless total. Fat Jack was talking early about how good these two offenses are. Philly starts fast. KC starts fast. We've got a game where both coaches know a lull can be very, very problematic. And again, it's not like you need a touchdown in every quarter. It's a field goal. A safety will work. (laughs) The bottom line is, will there be a scoreless quarter I'm going to bet the no. And again, there's juice you got to lay with that prop. But this is important to recognize with the Super Bowl props. General public wants to bet a little to win a lot. They're going to bet the yes, there will be overtime. They're going to bet the yes, there will be a safety. You're going to bet the yes, there will be a missed extra point. If they're lucky, they'll cash one. If they're lucky, many years you cash none of those. The pros aren't afraid to lay some juice with positive expectation props. Even though you're betting a lot to win a little, this is one that I think is going to cash. Will there be a scoreless quarter? No. That's your prop for Super Bowl Sunday. Best of luck. Enjoy the games. We'll see you next week.